The Tennessee Titans should be sellers at the trade deadline, and Derrick Henry could fetch them the most value. We'll talk about who the Titans should trade on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans. On today's show, we got a lot to discuss. We're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans trade options, who they could get the most value out of. I'm going to rank the four players I think make sense for the Tennessee Titans to trade. Also, an update on Ryan Tannehill's ankle injury. And are the Titans the worst two-win team in the NFL? I'm going to take a look at some power rankings as well. Before we get into all of that, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year long, always for free here on the Locked On Titans podcast. It's your team every day. Shout out to my everydayers out there tuning in Monday through Friday. Tomorrow, I'm going to have a mailbag episode for you guys. Friday, we're going to look ahead to where the Titans stand within the conference, within the in the division, kind of set the path forward. I'll have a recap of everything that happened over the weekend in the NFL and how it affects the Titans on Sunday night. Next week, we'll look forward to the game against the Falcons, of course, what the Titans' remaining schedule looks like, what their record could be at the end. A lot of stuff to discuss here on the Locked on Titans podcast. So again, get subscribed, stay subscribed, throw a thumbs up on the video as well. The show is always free. All I ask for in return is the press of a button. But again, the Tennessee Titans should be sellers at the trade deadline. And I want to go to a quote that Mike Vrabel said at his press conference on Monday. And he said, quote, We would always consider trying to strengthen the team, whether it be now or for the future. Well, I hope that you're telling the truth, Mike Vrabel. Because, again, the Tennessee Titans need to be sellers at the trade deadline. This team is 2-4. and four. This team is not a good team, not a good roster. Ryan Tannehill is now hurt, and no matter what, the younger quarterbacks present less of an opportunity to win games. And with Tannehill's injury now, which we're going to talk more about later in the show when we give an actual update, talk about some of the reports that have come out, talk about a timeline for Ryan Tannehill, but there's the chance that Ryan Tannehill isn't back for a month, five weeks. And what's the Titans record then? Are they two and six, two and seven? Are they three and six, three and five? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? So for me, with the amount of Titans that are on the last year of their contract, realistically, There's just no way that the Titans can't sell off some of these veterans. And one other aspect that we have to talk about is the Titans' lack of draft capital in 2024. This team is the third oldest team in the NFL based on the snaps that have been played so far this year. That cannot be the case next year. This team needs a total revamp and a ton of young players. Well, they have a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and then three-sevenths. 
This team needs more draft capital. And if they can get anything for some of their veterans, they need to consider it. And that's why these are the four Tennessee Titans that I think should be traded if you can. Derrick Henry. DeAndre Hopkins. Kevin Byard. Tear, pour one out. Danico Autry. And now look, I know a lot of people are going to be saying, Christian Fulton, Traylon Burks, uh, trade away. Ryan Tannehill, Harold Landry. Guys, Tannehill is hurt, so nobody's trading for him now. That dream is over, okay? No one's going to trade for Harold Landry at his contract right now with the way that he's playing. Be realistic. Same thing with Fulton. The way he's playing, somebody's going to give up give up draft picks for him when Fulton's going to be a free agent after the year. He's not the kind of guy you do that for. So, same thing. Traylon Burks is injured. The Titans, what, are they going to get a seventh, sixth-round pick off a former first-rounder last year? No, that doesn't make any sense. What does make sense is Derrick Henry on the last year of his contract, a player who doesn't make sense for the type of team the Titans are, but does make sense for a contender. The Eagles, the Bills, maybe the Dolphins take a chance. Uh, Maybe the Chiefs take a chance. There are injuries around the NFL that continue to happen. You know, Maybe Tampa Bay. I mean, there are teams now that are in a position where they're looking to compete and maybe need reinforcements. So, for me, Derrick Henry has the most trade value of any of those four veterans. And if anybody could be traded, it's Henry. It's the most realistic. It's probably the most value the Titans could get back. For me, I'd be looking at a third-round pick for Henry. If you're going with a team that is one of the better teams in the NFL, like a Bills, like an Eagles, like a Chiefs, I'd look for a second-round pick because they're going to have a very late second-round pick. If you could get a late second-round pick for Derrick Henry when you're in the position the Titans are to add to your lack of draft picks, a top 60 pick for Derrick Henry on the last year of his contract when he's a free agent after the end of the year, that would be fantastic. I would take a third-round pick as well. And I know that that hurts to hear for a lot of people, but the reality is Derrick Henry is not in a good spot to be on this team. Derrick Henry deserves better, and the Titans would be smart to move on as well from a high-priced running back who's a free agent after the year. It doesn't make any sense for the Titans. When the Titans are good again, Derrick Henry will not be around. Same thing with Hopkins. I think Hopkins is the second-ranked Titan in terms of value. All right? Hopkins had appeal to teams like the Chiefs, like the Bills, before the season, because they needed more reinforcements. I think the Chiefs could still use a DeAndre Hopkins to fortify their wide receiver group. Injuries happen too. So for me, I think Hopkins is second in terms of value. I think the Titans could get back a fifth-round pick, maybe a sixth-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. You could keep Hopkins on the team next year, but in my opinion, I don't really see how that makes a lot of sense with where they're at right now in his age. He's not the kind of guy you're going to build with. And are the Titans going to be ready to compete for something next year? No, they're probably going to have Malik in. They're probably going to have Levis in more realistically. And is Hopkins going to want to be around for that? No. So whether it be right now or whether it be in the offseason, I think a trade trading Hopkins makes the most sense. He's proven that he's still got it. He can still play. So that should help the Titans get some value there. And again, Kevin Byard, Danico Autry, I think the Titans could maybe get sixth round pick a conditional sixth-round pick out of both those guys. 
They're older veterans as well. So, but I still think that on, on a competitive team, if you want one more versatile pass rusher, if you need one more piece of reinforcements in your secondary to deal with injuries, Kevin Byard or Danico Autry could make sense. And I think they could get the Titans like a sixth round draft pick, maybe a fifth round draft pick in Kevin Byard's case. And I think if the Titans could make all these, if they could add a second rounder, a fifth rounder, two sixth rounders, that would really help the Titans bolster their draft capital for next year and help them flip this roster and get this roster younger. It's sad to say a lot of veterans that we really like. I mean, Byard is my favorite Titan of all time, but the Titans have to do what's best for the team. And according to Mike Vrabel's quote, they're going to do that. Will they do that this year? Will they be sellers? I don't know, but they absolutely should be. So with that being said, though, we are going to move forward, talk about the latest news and the latest updates on Ryan Tannehill's ankle injury. Before we get into that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Christian Watson is back fully healthy for the Packers and set to keep making a huge second-year wide receiver impact for Jordan Love as a big play and red zone threat. Watson, before the week six bye, saw seven targets against the Raiders, catching three passes for 91 yards. He should be more locked into producing with a good chance to score and a fine matchup against the Broncos. Back on the road in the AFC West in Week 7, Green Bay can exploit a struggling secondary well with Watson's combination of size and speed. He also gets a terrific spot back at home in Week 8 against the Vikings. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We just ranked the trade value of some of the veterans the Tennessee Titans could look to sell. Let me know which veteran you most want to trade or which veteran you think could get the most value in a trade down below. I want to talk about Ryan Tannehill's ankle injury now because we've gotten some key updates in the last 24 hours or so that kind of inform us on where Ryan Tannehill is at before I get into that. Thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Monday through Friday, daily. Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. Throw a thumbs up on the video right now as well. Do want to let you guys know I dropped my Malik Willis film breakdown. I posted it 
uh, on the YouTube channel. It's on my Twitter account, at Tic Tac Titans. It's at alltitans.com. We talked about Malik Willis on yesterday's show. You guys can actually see the film that I broke down, telestrating, drawing arrows, all that stuff, um, with the full film breakdown. So, again, at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter, alltitans.com. Uh, I posted it here on the Locked on Titans YouTube community feed as well. So, check those out. But diving into Tannehill's injury. According to Jeremy Fowler and ESPN's Teron Davenport, well, they're both from ESPN, but anyways, Tannehill has a high ankle sprain in his right ankle, which is the same exact ankle that he hurt last year. Now, we got additional reporting from ESPN's Jeff Darlington on Tuesday that Tannehill's ankle will not require surgery to repair. So, with that being said, And Mike Vrabel on Monday said it's very similar to the first time Ryan Tannehill hurt his ankle last year. Well, if we use that as a guide, Tannehill missed two games last year. He got hurt in week seven, and then he missed week eight and week nine, came back in week 10. So if we use that as our guide, Tannehill will miss the game in the bye, you know what I mean, just to keep it up, and then would miss the Falcons game and then would be able to be back for the game after that. Now, here's what I want to say, though. Is Ryan Tannehill is a year older. That ankle was surgically repaired in the offseason. Do we really think that Tannehill is going to return as quick as he did last year, this year? I don't think so. I think there's a good chance that Tannehill, everybody says the the timeline for recovery is like two to six weeks. Why would I assume that Tannehill would be on the shorter end of that timeline based on what we've heard here? A re-injury of the same ankle that he had surgically repaired last year. A year older. I mean, it's good that he gets the bye and there's a little bit of time there and that's not a missed game, but when he comes back, like I was talking about in the first segment, when Tannehill comes back, we talking about, what, four weeks, three weeks, four weeks? Where are the Titans at there? If what happened, if what I think is going to happen and Malik Willis plays against the Falcons, are the Titans winning that game? They might be close in that game. It is at home, blah, 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 blah. They might be close. Basically, the conversation is, what is the Titans' record actually going to be by the time Tannehill realistically comes back? If it's four weeks from now and the Titans play three games, well, they go one and two in those games. They're three and six. Now, are you putting Tannehill back in? I put out uh, a quote that Mike Vrabel had on Monday. We talked about it yesterday on the back end of the show. But Mike Vrabel said, if basically, if Ryan's healthy, he's the starter. He's the player. But if the Titans are three and six, or the Titans are two and seven, How can you realistically justify putting Ryan Tannehill back out there? One, you're risking his personal health as a 35-year-old guy who can't get avoid the rush, and you're risking the future of the Tennessee Titans. So, I just don't see a realistic scenario here where it makes sense that Ryan Tannehill would be back as the starter. It doesn't make any sense. And if the Titans win games while Tannehill is out, 
Let's say the Titans win two or three games while Tannehill is out. They win all the games they play while Tannehill is out. How could you put Tannehill back in? Clearly, it's because you put in Levis or you put in Willis and they played well. And let me also just say this. This is going to be an impromptu Rollins rant. But let me just say this. Mike Vrabel made Malik Willis. Not made. Let me let me phrase this a different way before I jump off the diving board. Let me collect myself here. How do I want to say this? Throughout the entire process, summer, training camp, preseason, six weeks into the regular season, every single step of the way throughout this season, Mike Vrabel has declared Malik Willis the winner over Will Levis. Every single step of the way. So, if we get to week eight, if we get to week eight and it's Will Levis starting over Malik Willis, number one, I'm okay with that. I'm, I wouldn't be mad at the decision, but Mike Vrabel is a liar. That's what that tells you. Mike Vrabel is a liar, and not only did he lie to us outside of the organization, he lied to his own team by telling them that Malik Willis was the second-best quarterback. And then Malik Willis should be the backup quarterback. And not only that, but he put the team in a bad position. Because if at the first opportunity where he really has to play one of the young guys, he puts Levis over Malik Willis after having Willis over Levis every single step of the season, then he is admitting to the team and to this fan base, to his customers, to his customers, that he intentionally put the lesser player over the better player, for what reason? Old school, make them earn it, politics in the locker room? If, which I think Levis should start in week eight. Personally, if you just want to play the best player. But Vrabel has put Malik Willis over Will Levis every single step of the way this season. So either Mike Vrabel is an absolute liar and has lied this whole time and lied to his own locker room about who the better player was, or Malik Willis plays. There is no in-between. It's one or the other. So, with that being said, though, I want to talk about some of the power rankings that we're seeing. Feels like a good time to maybe just catch up with that. I don't talk about power rankings and stuff like that on the show a lot because I don't really think it's all, all that important. But, hey, we're at the bye. Let's see where the Titans stack up. And we ask the question, are the Titans the worst two-win team in the NFL? Before I get into that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Look, guys and gals, of course, everyone, life is hard. Life is hard. There's no way around it. Sometimes you don't know which path to go down. It's hard to sort out your own thoughts, sort out your own vision, all of that. And sometimes the best thing you can do is talk to somebody about it. And I've worked with BetterHelp before, and I think BetterHelp is absolutely fantastic. Uh, super easy to use. Uh, I felt it was really helpful for me as well, whether you need serious professional help, uh, whether you just want to talk to somebody who happens to be a professional therapist as well. I mean, either way, you're going to get taken care of at BetterHelp. And what I like is they try to 
personalized things for you because one thing about therapy that that I always think of is it's very personal, obviously, and you want to make sure that you feel like you are in the most comfortable situation possible. And that's what I got when I tried BetterHelp. They have a brief questionnaire that can get you license uh, matched with a licensed therapist. You could switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I really like that. It's entirely on online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. If you're starting to think in therapy, start if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dot com slash locked on. Titans fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about some of the trade options the Titans could have. We talked about Ryan Tannehill's ankle and the decision of who plays at quarterback and how weird that all is. Now I want to talk about where the Titans rank in some of these national power rankings and where the Titans stand amongst other two-win teams because a consistent theme popped up when I was looking at these power rankings, and I, I can't wait to ask you guys about it. But before we get into that, thank you again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Tomorrow, going to have a mailbag episode. You guys have been sending me some good questions. Continue to do that at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Um, So, NFL Network's power rankings, Titans are 26th. ESPN's power rankings, Titans are 26th. Bleacher Report power rankings, Titans are 26th. CBS Sports power rankings, Titans are 25th. And three of those four, the Titans are the lowest ranked two-win team in the NFL. And here are the other two-win teams. Surprisingly, there's only three. The Vikings, the Packers, and the Chargers. All right? So the Titans beat the Chargers, but they're ranked below them in every single one of those rankings. The Vikings and the Packers, the Titans haven't played against. Of course, the Titans played the Vikings in a practice scenario in a preseason game before the year. But looking at that, in my opinion, you guys tell me if I'm crazy. Are the Titans the worst two-win team out of all those teams? Vikings, Packers, Chargers, and then Titans? In my opinion, I cannot say that. I think the Titans would beat the Vikings right now. I think the Titans would beat the Vikings. All right? I think the Titans whooped them for most of the week in the joint practices in the preseason. I think the Titans are a better team than the Vikings, especially they don't have Justin Jefferson, even with the Titans not having Ryan Tannehill. That is a net win for the Titans, in my opinion. And I think the Titans are better than the Vikings. Now, I know the Titans beat the Chargers, but it took overtime. They only won by three, and the Titans were at home. I think the Chargers are a better team than the Titans. I do. I think if the Titans played in Los Angeles, the Titans would have lost. I think if the Titans played the Chargers right now, they would lose. So, for me... Tell me if I'm crazy again. I think the Titans are a better team than the Vikings and should be ranked ahead of the Vikings. Rankings, I know the rankings don't matter. Blah, blah, blah. It's just fun to have the conversations, though, at the end of the day. But you guys tell me, should the Titans be ranked as the worst two-win team? I don't think they should. But what I will say is this. 
I'm not even mad about it as long as the pick matches up. Again, we came into the season understanding that there was an opportunity that this went bad. Tannehill could get hurt. The offensive line could not be good and not be improved. Uh, the defense could not level up and be great. And that's happened. Tannehill got hurt. The second-year playmakers and Chick and Burks haven't stepped up. The offensive line isn't improved enough. The defense hasn't been nuclear and been great. They've been good, not great. And now we're here. So I can't really blame. The national media had no faith in the Titans coming into the year, or any year, really. So after what we've seen through six weeks, how could you expect anything other than the Titans to be low in the rankings? And honestly, I don't think they're misranked. I think that's how bad the Titans are. They're a bottom 10 team in the NFL. So with that being said, though, again, I'm going to be back tomorrow. I'm going to do a little bit of mailbag. Friday, we're going to look ahead to some other stuff. But with that being said, though, that is going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this is Locked on Titans.